Hello everybody, it's Melissa. Welcome back to another episode. It's been a little while, again, since I recorded. It's been a couple of weeks and uh, I've been meaning to, but life has just been so ridiculously busy. Um, But I'm really excited because today's Sunday. I don't have to work, I don't have school, I don't have anything to do, and for the first time, In a very long time, I get to spend an entire day at home, and I am very much excited about that. I have a lot of stuff I need to get done around the house, and I just, oh, I just want to stay home. Oh, it's been so, so much busyness and running around and activities and whatnot, so, um... Yeah, it's just been wild. My daughter um, was doing swimming. Swimming's almost done now. She has her last swim meet this week on Tuesday. Um, And then swimming is done. And it was about six weeks long. And her stepmom wanted to sign her and her stepbrother up for swimming. And it's like a competitive swim, swim team through their school. And I was like, sure, yeah, that sounds good. Like they both, both the kids wanted to do it. They're both going into junior high this year. So um, that's a sport that's offered at that school. And so I was like, cool, if they're interested in swimming, like that's a good, that's a cool sport. Like, yeah, sign them up. But we didn't realize, she nor I, that uh, the practices are every night, uh, Monday through Friday, and there's two swim meets a week, sometimes at home, sometimes out of town. The ones that are at home are at her school, but I live about 40 minutes away from her school. She goes to school up in the the mountains. I guess they call them mountains here. I'm from Washington. Washington mountains are different than California mountains, but it's fine. They're up in the, the hills. I say hills. <laughs> uh, so it's a... It's a small town up by where her dad lives, where she goes to school. So, um, so yeah, every single night I was driving up there. The practices for fr- were from 6.30 to 8 p.m. every single night. And then the meets were two nights a week uh, from about... She would have to be there at about 5.30. And we wouldn't get home until about 10 p.m. Which this whole thing, this whole swimming ordeal, not only did it make life really busy... Uh, because of all of the driving and practicing and swim meeting, but also it really messed with my evening routine, which is one of the most favorite and important times of my day. Uh, And when I'm gone in the evenings and not getting back until, you know, between 8.30 p.m., 8.40 p.m., and sometimes not until, you know, 10, 10.30 from swim meets, I I have a hard time with that. I have very specific things. I like to be home in the evening. I just do. I have very specific things that I like to do in the evening. I like to be able to wind down in a very particular way. And when I'm getting home that late, it throws everything all off. So that's been pretty stressful. And uh, yeah, on top of that, I started school. Summer semester started. um, But I had to drop one of my classes because the teacher that I signed up for was not the teacher that I ended up getting. And I'm not sure if those of you 
who aren't in college or live outside of the US know this, but there is a website called ratemyprofessors.com and it is where you can actually go on there and rate your college professors. Um, and it's like a star system of one through five stars and you can rate your professor uh, that way and then leave a review, like a written review for them. And so it's just kind of like a nice way to kind of research your professors before registering for their classes. And so um, I was supposed to be taking chemistry this summer and chemistry and sociology. So the sociology department apparently has like a lot of good teachers because there were a lot of teachers with like four and five star reviews. And so I just picked one and went with it. Um, but chemistry is a little bit trickier. Uh, a lot of the chemistry teachers don't have very good reviews at the college I'm going to. And so there were um, two professors that had good reviews, really good reviews. And I was like, okay, chemistry is hard. Um, so I really need a good teacher for this class. And so I chose one. The other one's schedule didn't fit mine. So I chose the one. Um, and uh, I was happy about my choice and I showed up on the first day of class and it was not him. It was some other lady. And I was like, wait, this, I don't think this is the teacher I signed up for. I signed up, the teacher I signed up for was a man, first of all. And I don't recognize this woman's name. Like, what is happening? Am I in the wrong classroom? But no, I was in the right classroom. I sat through, let's see, that class was from 8 a.m. to 1.30 because it's a, it's a summer session, so it's all condensed. It's uh, accelerated because uh, summer semester is only six weeks as opposed to 18 weeks. Uh, so it's kind of like three times the material yeah, in like a third of the time. So, I mean, the same amount of material in a third of the time. Yes, yeah, that makes more sense. Um, so, math. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I came home after sitting in her class from 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. and not really being too impressed by her teaching style or her personality or anything. Like, I don't want to be mean, but it's like, mm, yeah, I just, I didn't feel like it was going to be a good fit. She, you know, you can just tell. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I don't think this lady is going to be a good fit for me as a teacher. Uh, and if I'm taking this accelerated course I, in a hard subject like chemistry, I really need a good teacher. Like, that's a deal breaker. So I came home and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I just got a weird vibe from her. Maybe I should give her a chance. Let me look her up on ratemyprofessors.com. And so I did. And uh, she had, okay, so there's a, a one through five star review system. She had like 1.2 stars and a bunch of terrible reviews saying, do not take this instructor. So the thing about ratemyprofessors.com is you kind of have to like do your research on the actual reviews because if you scroll through and look at it, like for instance, there was one professor that only had three stars, but I was looking through like the written reviews and a lot of the students were saying things that I didn't think made this person a bad professor. Like, oh, this professor won't accept late work. 
and doesn't give extra credit. And I'm like, well, a lot of professors don't give extra credit and they don't have to accept late work, just get your work done on time. So stuff like that, I'm like, well, that wasn't, in my eyes, that's not a reason to give a professor a bad review. You know, but then there are other reviews where like you're looking through, sorry if you guys can hear my rooster, he's out there crowing. Um, Whereas other professors, you'll look through and it'll be like this, a bunch of students saying like, this professor is extremely disorganized, doesn't communicate well, doesn't get back to you in a timely manner, um, won't answer questions. Like, so when I'm seeing a bunch of those types of reviews, I'm like, okay, this bad review is probably legit. And that is kind of what hers were saying. It was just sort of like a bunch of people being like, saying the same things that did not seem good and I was like uh yeah so I hemmed and hawed over it though for a good amount of time I mean I I don't I didn't want to drop a class because it, it's gonna set me back a semester because this chemistry class was a prerequisite to another for, for my microbiology class that I was gonna take next semester I'm sorry if this is boring but I'm getting somewhere with this story I promise um I don't know like how much life update stuff you guys want from me, but um, there is a point to this whole story. Um, So I needed to make a decision by the next morning because the class, like I said, is from 8 to 1.30. And I was like, you know, it was the afternoon time and I was talking it over with my partner and I was just like so distraught. I'm like, I don't want to I don't wanna to go tomorrow and sit through another class. If I don't have to, it's a waste of my time. Should I drop, should I keep? This is gonna throw me back one semester. There was just like so many things to consider. And uh, here's where I was going with this. I don't know about you guys, but decision-making for me is incredibly hard um, because I overanalyze everything and I want to know all of the information and I want to know the outcome of each decision, honestly, which is impossible unless you have a time machine like or a crystal ball or something. Like, There's no way you can know how things are going to turn out, but that is information that my brain wants when I'm going into any decision. Um, I think decision-making can be um, really daunting because of all of the unknowns and it seems like it's really permanent, um, even small decisions. You know, it's like, what if, you know, what if I wear this thing and I end up being too hot? Like, you know, little decisions like that where it's like, it should just be, you know, an easy, like, oh, I'll just, you know, do this or wear this or go at this time, but it's not, it never is for me. I overanalyze everything. Every decision is just a horrific journey down analysis paralysis lane. It's just, I I annoy myself and I know I'm doing it, but I don't know how to not do it. So I sat in front of my computer for hours that evening Um, restructuring my class schedule, trying to see what it would look like if I did drop this class, trying to decide what it would be like if I kept the class, Um, trying to figure out if, you know, this is a class that I could in fact pass or get a good grade in with this teacher. I'm like researching, 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 trying to like map out every single different scenario that could happen. Um, 
And it's like, really, the only decision I needed to, I had all the information. Option A, stay in the class, study super hard, hope for the best, maybe get a grade that's lower than what I could have gotten because I didn't have a good professor, which would be super disappointing because I care about my grades and I'm a perfectionist, which isn't always good, but I am. Uh, or option B, drop the class and be pushed back a semester, which wouldn't really be that big of a deal. I'll still be, it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. And so I really just needed to look at those two options and be like, what's, what's the better option? What's the options with more pros, less cons? Uh, but I can't just look at it that way. I can't. I have to sit and discuss with myself for hours on end and do every bit of research that I can think of that's really not even helpful because I have all the info. Um, but I'm just trying to... <laughs> I don't know. I think... I think making the decision is hard, but also pulling the trigger on the decision is hard because in that case, I really knew what I needed to do and what I kind of wanted to do. I needed to drop the class um, and I wanted to drop the class. You know, I didn't want to be set back a semester, but I didn't want to take this class with a teacher who wasn't going to be up to par. And that was really important to me. That's why I did all of the research to try and get into that other professor's class up front, which by the way, I checked into it and it looks like he wasn't teaching at all this semester or next semester because I was like, oh, well, if I'm taking chemistry next semester, I'll just take with that same instructor next semester. And he's not there. So I don't know if he's not working there anymore or what happened to that guy, but he had really good reviews and I'm sad that he's gone. Uh, so anyway, um, you know, I, I really knew what I needed to do and what I wanted to do, but just making the decision and acting on it is so hard. The acting on it part, the, like I said, the pulling the trigger, the being like, okay, the decisiveness. I don't have that quality. I will flip flop back and forth, even though I know, like, I know ultimately I really did that day. I knew what I was going to do. Um, but it took me until I think it was like 10 PM before I went out to my laptop, opened it up, logged in and dropped the class because I was just like, I can't decide. And when I do decide, I am afraid to finalize that decision. And so another thing that's been going on in my life, in my family's life is oh, another gigantically daunting, huge decision is we're moving. So we're going to sell our house and buy a new house in town, back in the city. Because as you know, if you've been listening for a while, I don't know, this might be your first episode. If it is, welcome. I live in the country. Uh, but those of you who are listening know that I live in the country. I live about 30 minutes outside of the city, which when we initially moved out here, um, it was pre-pandemic. It was right before lockdown. We moved out um, or we moved into this house end of February, 2020 and everything shut down like two weeks later. And so we didn't really get to experience life in the country as far as like the convenience factor because everything was shut down and we were at home and we weren't really going anywhere. But once the world started opening back up again, 
and activities started again and just were able to emerge back into the world, I realized that living 30 minutes outside of the city does not jive well with me and my personality. I definitely am a person who values convenience. Um, I, I like the city better. I'm a, I'm a city person. I don't know. I, I always have been, I always used to tell my dad when I was a kid, um, you know, cause I grew up in a rural area uh, in Washington and we would go to Seattle sometimes and I'd be like, mm, I'm going to live in Seattle when I'm older. And I'm like, I love that. I just love the city. I do. Aside from like the only thing about cities that I don't like is traffic and parking struggles. But if I lived in a city like that, I probably wouldn't have a car or I'd use public transport a lot. But anyway, that's, that's outside of the uh, conversation. That, that would be a tangent. I won't talk about that, but I would say like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to live in Seattle when I'm older. Um, which I did for a while. Uh, and my dad was like, you'll change your mind. Once you're older, you won't want to live in the city anymore. Trust me. And he was wrong because I still love the city. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my ADHD brain and the need for, um, constant stimulation until I'm done being stimulated. Um, and then I can go home. So I like being able to get out of the house and just walk somewhere or like go to a store and wander around for a while. Like I need that type of stimulation in my life just to get out. And maybe it's because, um, maybe it's because that feels like interaction to me. That feels like being social, even if I'm by myself. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, even if I'm going somewhere by myself, being out in the world feels like interaction to me. It feels like I'm a part of something. It feels like I'm being social. Uh, even if I don't talk to a single person while I'm out, except like the cashier at the store or something, you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, city life is the life for me. My partner agreed. Uh, I don't know if there is as much of a city person as I am, but the convenience factor for both of us really played into things. It's really hard when you have to plan your trips to town because it takes 30 minutes to get there. The price of gas right now is ridiculous. Uh, and so we've been spending a ton of money on gas because our commute to get anywhere is really long. Um, so anyway, those are, those are some of the reasons we decided to move. So anyway, okay. So that was a little bit of a tangent. Uh, but where I'm going with this is, uh, that looking for a house to purchase is a huge decision right? It is huge because this is a house that we're buying. We're not planning on the next house we buy being our forever home because I don't know. I've never been a person who stays in one place for a super long time. Um, I think wherever we end up, we'll be there for the, at least the next five years or so while my daughter finishes up um, high school um, five or six years from now. And, uh, then we'll see, like we might end up staying put for a while, but like some people move into a home and just stay there forever. And that's great for them. But like, I see us doing other things and going other places or maybe even moving out of this city or, you know, going somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. So, um, so this won't be our forever home, but this is going to be somewhere that we're living for a good chunk of time for multiple years. And looking at houses 
is a roller coaster. It's an emotional roller coaster because, uh, you know, it's like sometimes you find a house that you like, but somebody already put in an offer on it and you can't get it. Or sometimes you get really excited about a house that you see posted because it looks beautiful in the photos and then you go to see it and you're all excited and it's really a dump. Um, the realtor that we're working with calls it a polished turd, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Uh, and uh, where you like look at the photos and then you go and see the actual house and it's not cute or it's a house that like looks nice but when you look real close it's really just like not good uh so we've seen a lot of houses like that I've gotten my hopes up about a couple of different houses that didn't pan out um but ultimately like the decision to move back into town was a big one uh that did also even though again like I knew what I wanted to do and I knew what I needed to do for my happiness and mental health. I knew, like I knew deep down in my gut that I wanted to be back in the city, but still making that decision and pulling the trigger and getting in touch with a realtor and doing all that took probably like three months that my partner and I have been discussing this and I've just been flip-flopping back and forth. Like, gosh, oh, should we just stay in this house? We just moved in two and a half years ago. Should we, you know, should we stick it out a little longer? Should we, let me, what if we move in the city and blah, blah, blah. and like just going over back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, pros and cons, pros and cons, pros and cons till I drove myself crazy. And finally, I just, finally, I was able to tell my partner like, Hey, okay, I feel like this is what we should do. And, uh, they agreed. And I feel like most of the time gray, my partner gray is like, they're very flexible and easygoing and most of the time um, about these types of things at least and kind of they just kind of default to my decision sometimes which can be good or bad because sometimes I just need someone to tell me what to do you know what I mean like but Gray is a person who is like you know babe either way like we can stay out here I, I want you to be happy which is so sweet right but also like, can you just help me make the decision? Can you, can you do a thing? But then, okay, so it's like that flipping a coin trick where if you wanna know how you really feel about something, you flip a coin and you know, if it doesn't, if it turns out that the decision that you really want deep down isn't the one that gets picked, like you'll know if the, you know, whatever way the coin flip goes, you'll, if you're disappointed or excited, you'll know how you really feel about the things. I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about or has ever tried that, but it's sort of like that. Like if Gray would have been like, you know what? I want to stay in the country. We're staying here. I would have felt sad. I would have been like, okay. I wouldn't have been like, whew, okay, relief. I was really ambiguous about this decision. So thank you for making the choice. I would have been like, oh, okay and I probably would have been like no I don't never mind um so that's one way to sort of uh come to a decision and pull the trigger on it although that way doesn't always work because with the chemistry class thing of course gray again you know I always just like vent to them and be like hey like this this and this and this and here's all the things and they just listen and they're like hey okay whatever you want to do babe with the chemistry class thing, if they would have said, 
um, I think you should stay in the class. In that instance, even though that's not really what I wanted to do in my gut, I would have probably stayed in the class because I had a huge feeling of like, <sighs> this comes back to the perfectionist mindset, but it was like, I was failing by dropping that class. I was somehow like not following through on what I was supposed to do. I'm not buckling down hard enough. I'm not ready to work hard enough. Like I was putting it all on me and my, you know, my commitment level and my, you know, I was, I was turning it into a character flaw that I was dropping this class. Um, and so if Gray would have said, I think you should stay in the class, that would have reinforced that for me. So that type of thing doesn't always work with decisions. That whole, like, I, if someone else decides for me, I'll know the answer. I'll know the true answer that I want to do. Um, but yeah. Uh, so any, anyway, so we've decided to move, obviously, ultimately. And so now it's just terrible. It's, I mean, house hunting is fun in a way, but terrible in a lot of other ways. And picking the place where you want to spend the next several years of your life is difficult. There's a lot to consider. We haven't yet found a place that is absolutely perfect, which I don't know if that even exists in the world. Every single place we've found has been either like, oh, well, the inside's nice, but the yard's not perfect. We would have to do a few things outside or like the yard is really nice, but the inside isn't really how we want it. We would have to do a few things inside or like the whole thing is like medium. Like the whole thing is okay. The yard's okay. The house is okay. It's livable. It's fine. Um, we did find one house that we really, really like. The yard is great, the house is great, but the house is a little small. It's literally half of the square footage that we have now in this house, which is fine. We wanted to downsize because this house can be a little overwhelming because it's almost 3,000 square feet. We're two to three people living here depending on the day. Like my daughter is sometimes at her dad's, she's sometimes here. So when she's gone, it's just me and Gray. And when Gray's gone for work, it's just me and this big old house. And it's a lot to keep clean and it's a lot to take care of and it's a lot to heat and cool and you know we don't need this big of a house and so like i don't mind a small house but then i'm like oh my gosh am i gonna feel claustrophobic are things gonna feel cluttery i can't stand clutter i need things organized i can't like yeah so um so that house is still on the table but there are... i again like pulling the trigger on this decision of making an offer on a house is hard when we moved out here um it was hard there was a lot to consider and again going through that whole big decision making progress or process is is difficult just because it's such a huge decision and like i said even small decisions when you go to a restaurant that you've never been to before and you're trying to figure out what to order and you know you have to figure, and you know what you think probably sounds good, but like maybe there's two things that sound good and you can't decide which thing to get. And there's a lot of pressure and everyone's waiting for you to figure out what you want to do. And the waitress keeps coming by and being like, is everyone ready to order? And you're like, <laughs> no. And you know, it's just little things like this that makes life so difficult. It's... This is why um, in the grand scheme of things, a lot of structure is really good for autistic people. 
because uh, I feel like I'm not alone in this, and I feel like this must be related to my autism, this whole indecision type of thing. Uh, my Our realtor asked me if I was a Libra too, and I was like, yes, I am a Libra, because I was telling her how indecisive I am. She's like, me too, girl. And I was like, okay. Uh, and some people do attribute the indecisiveness to the astrological sign. I don't know how much I believe in astrology, but it's fun to kind of talk about. It's a fun topic to kind of talk about, but... Um, so anyway, um, yeah, even, even the small decisions can, can trip me up. So if there's structure, I've really started allowing myself to wear a lot of the same clothes over and over again, because there was a time in life when I was trying to like wear new and different cute outfits all the time. But the process of getting dressed in the morning is excruciating because, of the whole like decision of I have all of these pants and all of these tops and what goes together what doesn't what's the weather like will I be hot will I be cold you know so now I have kind of a set (laughs) amount of things to choose from and I'm not super worried about the fact that like oh well you know I'm going out in the same outfit three times this week it doesn't really matter as long as it's fresh and it's not smelly or dirty um so yeah, all of these all of these minor decisions that really become major decisions and take up a lot of brain space. Uh and then on top of all of the minor decisions of the day, I've got all of these major life decisions happening. I'm also kind of like flip-flopping back and forth on my major. I didn't do an update about this because I don't know why. Like I said, I don't know who who wants or cares about life updates from me, but you guys know if you've been listening that I was going to school for engineering um, and then I decided to change back to nursing as my major just because it's going to be a shorter process to get my degree and I can start working way, way sooner um, and making an income and my fiance and I, we need that money. Um, we would like for both of us to be working. It just seemed like a good, that was also a huge decision. Um, but now that I'm getting into taking some of these classes that I need and getting ready, getting prepared to apply to the, to the nursing program, it's a bridge program. So I already have my LVN. I'm just going to be going for my RN. So it's a, it's a two semester bridge program. Um, but I am just not, (laughs) nursing is not my dream job. I, you know, I was a nurse. I was an LVN for 10 years and didn't, didn't enjoy the nursing profession for many reasons. I know there are a lot of listeners who are nurses and work in the medical field and really love it. For me, um, there were a lot of reasons why I didn't necessarily enjoy it, but I, I kind of talked myself into the fact that I'm sure I can find something as an RN that I, enjoy or at least don't hate. Um, But looking at the classes coming up that I have to take, I'm just not excited about them. I was super excited about my engineering track, you know, all of the math and physics classes I was going to be able to take. I was extremely excited about. Um, And so I've been real sad about having to give up that path and not having to, but deciding to and still constantly in the back of my mind wondering if I'm making the right decision by giving up that path you know we only have this one life to go through 
and do we really want to spend it in a job that we're not super thrilled about but then the other side of me flip-flops back and is like you know what but you don't know that there's not a nursing job out there that you won't be passionate about you haven't tried all the nursing jobs like there you can find something especially as an RN because there's so many more opportunities as an RN than there is as an LVN but then I flip-flop back to the other side and I'm like but no all of the math and all of the physics and this is what you really really love this is actually one of your special interests like getting to take classes related to something that is a special interest would be so fun and so cool and so fulfilling, but then it feels selfish because my degree is gonna take me four years and as opposed to two years and I could be contributing to the family income and da 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 and then it's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth in the back of my mind. So what I'm doing right now is I am uh still taking my prerequisites, my my few final prerequisites that I need to be able to apply for the RN Bridge program. And I'm also incorporating one class per semester toward my engineering stuff. Um, and that feels like a good compromise to me right now. I don't, I still don't know if the decision I'm making is right or not. I don't, like I said, I need a crystal ball to see how everything turns out one way or the other or a time machine, please. So I can like go forward and be like, okay, if I take this path, it's going to turn out like this. And if I take this path, it's going to turn out like this and just see, see ahead of time. Is that too much to ask? Can someone invent a time machine so I can do that, please? That would be great. If you do that, please message me and we'll hook up and I can go forward a few years and see how everything pans out. Thanks. So yeah, anyway, that's my episode on decisions. I, yeah, it's rough. It's rough, guys. This is a hard life. <laughs> uh, it's, it's hard having this kind of brain sometimes. But you know, the analytical nature of my brain does come in handy sometimes, so I have to um, just remind myself of that and that it doesn't always work against me. It sometimes works in my favor and that is good. And I try and look for the silver lining on every cloud. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's sometimes okay to, to be this way, but in, in times as of late it, I've just been annoying myself. So, um, yeah, anyway, life update indecision going on all over the place for me lately and I've been super super busy and got to a point recently where I felt extremely overwhelmed and overstimulated from all of the stuff that's been going on and um I can't even I won't even start going into the sensory hell that is a swim meet with all of the uh cheering and wetness and uh whistles a lot of whistle blowing loudly at swim meets, a lot of children running around screaming and squealing. You're not supposed to run by the pool, but they do anyway. It's just been a lot. And I'm really proud of myself because there was a point where I felt very like meltdowny and like I was getting real close. And uh, I was able I was able to circumvent the meltdown and so far so good. 
<laughs> Sometimes when I start to get proud of myself for avoiding a meltdown is like the next day I'll have one. <laughs> so I'm not knocking on wood right now that that doesn't happen, that I didn't just jinx myself by being like, oh yeah, so good I avoided. Because last time I, I was avoiding meltdowns for a long period of time and I started bragging about it, I had like three in a row. So let's just hope that me, I didn't just jinx myself all over the place. I am superstitious about stuff like that sometimes. Uh, okay, so anyway, busy life. I'm sorry I haven't recorded in a while. I try and be as consistent as possible for you guys. I know, uh, but it's not always possible, unfortunately. So anyway, um, yeah, that's all I got to say for today. I'll let you guys go. And uh, I hope you're having a good day wherever you're at or afternoon or evening or night. And uh, if you want to reach out, the email uh, and Instagram info is in the show notes as usual. And you can join the Patreon. Then you get to uh, talk to me anytime. I feel weird saying it like that, like I'm some sort of like celebrity or something. Like you get to talk to me anytime, but like between episodes, I'm on there and we're all just like chatting it up on the, on the, um, discord and I'm really having a good time. People, uh, have been joining and, uh, we all just have great discussions on there and people post pictures of their pets and people post great selfies and we're all supporting each other and it's like a really great supportive uh friendly positive space and so yeah the patreon i'll put the link in the show notes as well to that it's five dollars a month and uh it gets you access to that group so and it helps support me a bit in this podcast endeavor um okay that's all for now whoa i talked for almost 40 minutes okay Uh, yeah, that's enough of me now. Okay, I'm going to talk to you guys next time. Bye!